Now we're going to hear from God's Word. Alison is going to come and read from Philippians chapter 3. So if you've got your Bible with you, you could turn to that passage in Philippians 3. And then after this, Mark is going to come and share with us. So our Bible reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 to 14. But, we're, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained, att obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Alison, for reading that passage for us. And good morning again, everyone. And thank you again for having me here this morning. It's really nice to be here. I think the last time I was here, I confessed to the fact that I had um, killed the goldfish at Connor Mance many, many years ago. So I come today kind of with um, a bit of a clearer conscience, guilt-free. That's already dealt with. Um, and hopefully it's not held against me anymore. It's really lovely to be with you this morning um, at your back-to-school service. Um, and so I want to talk to you for a little while this morning about how you go back to school. How do you go back to school? Now, this is not just for pupils, but this is also for parents, because although you don't go back to school, a lot of you send your kids back to school. And grandparents, you have to think about it too, because then you have to pick them up from school and deal with the aftermath. And staff and teachers and classroom assistants, you all go back to school. And not just school, but we all go back to do something every year, don't we? Um, it's teachers, yes, I admit we do get great holidays, and that's why we talk about going back to school. But we've all got something that we do day and daily, and how do we approach that? Um, recently, I was in a school residential, and we took the kids to um, the share center over in Enniskillen, and at the share center, we got our wetsuits on, we got onto the jetty, and what we had to do was jump into the water and swim out to the big inflatable playground out on the water, and it was really interesting watching the kids doing it. Some of them sat on the side and thought about it for a long time. Some of them dipped their toes in to feel what the water was like, and then over a period of about 15 minutes, managed to get themselves into the water. There were some children who jumped in, and once they got in, panicked and got breathless and swam back to the jetty. There were other children, well, there was one child in particular actually who pushed his teacher in <laughs> and then felt so guilty that he jumped in after her to make sure she was okay. Because there are all sorts of different ways that you can get into the water. Um, a lot of children just walk down the ladder at the end of the jetty, very cautious, but very sensible. And eventually, 
those who were very confident and those who were very nervous all made it to the inflatable playground at the other side. There's a whole lot of different ways that we can go back to school. And some of the children who come to school every year, they approach the front door a bit like the toe dippers. They take a step in and then they look back and they're not sure and they look for mum or dad and they enter school nervously. Some are the jumpers, you know, the ones who run into school shouting, they just sit down in the seat and they look at the teacher and they say, teach me something today, come on, I dare you. And then there's the others who are just cautious but sensible and they make their way in and they accept whatever's coming their way. There's a whole lot of ways that we can go to school because there are challenges ahead for all of us. There are things for us to be nervous about, things for us to be worried about, and we're not sure what to expect ahead. Not knowing what's coming next um, can really make us nervous and worried at times. And that's what we're going to think about for a few moments this morning. Uh, do, you do, you know, do you recognize this picture? If you put your hand up if you've seen this film. This is quite an old film now, but this is Toy Story 3, I think. And I remember watching Toy Story 3. I had been a big fan of Toy Story. Um, and I remember watching Toy Story 3 and getting to this bit at the end. I'm going to try not to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But I remember getting to this bit at the end and really struggling. See, I hate the bits in movies where everything goes wrong. I hate the bits in movies. I especially hate the parts where there's a misunderstanding that leads to like a breakup in a relationship or when you realize that something around the corner is just going to be absolutely dreadful and the characters haven't realized it yet. I remember watching this in Toy Story 3. I genuinely thought this was how it was going to end and I was so stressed out by the whole thing. I didn't deal very well with it. Here were all the toys heading towards this hot furnace. It was all about to be over. Thankfully, that's not how it ended. There was a much better ending, but it gave me so much stress. Now, the next time that I watched Toy Story 3, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And can anybody tell me why I loved it the next time I watched it? Because I'd already seen it and I knew the ending. Because when I, knew, when I know the ending, then it doesn't matter about all the ups and downs of the movie because I don't have to be stressed out because I know that the ending is going to be really good. And there are all sorts of ups and downs in movies. There are problems, there's heartbreak, there's betrayal, and there's danger. And I just do find that a bit stressful. I'm not a good movie watcher because I don't like the bits where everything goes wrong. But when you know that the ending is good, it's so much easier to get through all of the ups and downs of the movie. Maybe you're into sport. I quite enjoy football, but I don't really ever get to watch football live on a Saturday afternoon. So I usually watch the highlights on match of the day in the evening. But during the day, whenever I know that my team is playing, I'll be looking at my phone, trying to find out what the score is, trying to find out if we're a goal up or if we're a goal down. Have there been any penalties? Has anyone been sent off? And so usually by the time it gets to six o'clock in the evening, I know the result. I usually know exactly what the score is. And if my team has won, then that means that I can enjoy watching Match of the Day so much more because even though there might be goals conceded, even though there might be uh, penalties awarded, even though there might be red cards, even though there might be the tension of injury time, it doesn't matter because if I know that my team has won, I don't mind all of that. If I'm watching it live, it's really difficult. But if I know that my team has already won that match, then I can watch and not get too stressed out. 
admittedly that illustration would work a lot better if I wasn't a Manchester United supporter, which is particularly difficult at the moment, but the illustration is there all the same. Going to school is a little bit like this. There are lots of ups and downs ahead. And we get nervous because we can't see what's ahead for us. We don't know what those challenges will be. There are teachers that we have to put up with. Isn't that right? You, you don't want to admit that to me, but there are even some principles that you have to really put up with. There's some staff that you just won't get along with. There are people in your class that you just won't get along with. So challenges could be the teachers, it could be the friendships. For some of you kids who are older, it might be the things that you have to encounter in social media, or it could just be the workload and the homework and the exams. There are so many challenges that we will face in school week by week. But life is a little bit the same because in life, there's all sorts of highs and there's all sorts of lows. There's happiness, there's success, there's laughter and there's fun. But in between all of those highs, there are plenty of low times as well. There's sadness and there's pressure and there's fear and there's loneliness. And I know that all of you will have encountered some of those things. And you'll know other people who are encountering those things, maybe worse than you ever have. There are so many challenges in school and so many challenges in life. But the message of the Bible has something to say to us about the journey of life. And that is that there is already an ending that we should be really, really excited about and really, really pleased about. Life has so many challenges that can make us sad or nervous or anxious, but thankfully, there is already an amazing ending that's been provided for us. And we know this ending. This ending is brilliant for those of us who are following Jesus Christ, but the incredible news is that this ending is open for everyone, everyone here today, everyone in Connor, in Kells, in Ballymena, this ending is there for you to claim and it's there for you to know. We know that Jesus Christ has already defeated death, he has already defeated sin, and he's already defeated all of the terrible struggles in life. And he has made a way for us to be with God forever. I want us to look at a passage, and it was, wasn't it Alison who read this for us? Alison? Yeah, Alison read this for us just a few moments ago. In Philippians 3, 14, Paul says this, forgetting what is, a, is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And in these verses, we can take some really good advice about how we can go to school, about how we can go to work, about how we can just do life. And the first thing we want to look at are these words, straining toward what is ahead and pressing on toward the goal. See, Paul doesn't say that whenever you know Jesus Christ that all of a sudden life becomes easy and the struggles will disappear and the problems will just dissolve. 
Life is going to have these challenges. Life is going to have these struggles. Just like the challenges that we'll face in school, we're going to face these challenges in life. But we've got to strain. We've got to put in effort. We've got to be determined. We've got to persevere. We've got to press on. And how do we do that? Well, we've got to keep trusting in God every day. Even when we can't see him or feel him, we've got to know that he is there watching over us. He is there with us, trusting in his plan for our lives. We've got to pray because praying to God every day connects us to him. Same way as you will know someone really well when you talk to them every day. When we pray to God every day, we will be close to him, we'll be connected to him. And we've got to obey his word. And we can only do that if we read his word every day. If we find out what he wants to say to us, and then if we obey him every day. So we've got to make that effort. We've got to be really disciplined and trusting him and praying to him and obeying him. Look at these next words. Press on toward the goal to win the prize. Goal and prize are great words. These are words that tell us that there is a reward, an incredible reward to be found when we're with Jesus. The reward, firstly, is just being with Jesus here and now. We can do life with Jesus. That starts right now. And he understands the challenges and he understands the struggles. And then there's the amazing reward of being forgiven and being part of God's family forever. And the incredible reward of being with him in heaven. So there's an amazing reward that we can keep focused on as we struggle through all the challenges of school and all the challenges of life. And look at those, bit, those, those words at the end, Christ Jesus. The prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, as we've already been thinking of, we know the ending. Jesus has provided an amazing ending for us, a triumphant ending, a victorious ending. He has defeated death. He took on death and he won. He died on the cross to take our punishment. He rose again. He defeated sin and death. And now he offers that victory to us. I wonder, have you accepted that victory? Have you claimed that victory? To use the sport analogy, if I go to, to watch Northern Ireland playing football, if they win, and that's a, that's a big if, but if they win, I'll come away from that match and I'll say to my friends, didn't we play well tonight? Wasn't it great that we won, even though I had never kicked the ball? Because I've claimed the victory that they have won on the pitch. And so the victory that Jesus has won over sin and over death, he offers that to us and says, you can claim this. This can be yours. And that defeat over death can be yours as well. So now every day I can face the challenges of life with Jesus, knowing that he understands the struggles, knowing that he has overcome the pressures, and knowing that he has defeated death. There is an ending that I already know. And that ending helps to lift my head and work through all those struggles and pressures every day. So we all can say, 
the words that, that Stuart Townend penned in that song, there is a hope that lifts my weary head, a consolation strong against despair, that when the world has thrown me in its deepest pit, I find a savior there. Through present suffering to future's fear, he whispers courage in my ear, and I'm safe in everlasting arms, and they will lead me home. There is a victory, and there is an ending that we can take great comfort in that we can focus on to help us through the challenges and the struggles of school, of work, of life. So boys and girls, young people, go back to school with Jesus. Mums and dads, grannies and grandas, whatever it is that you do, work, retirement, looking after children, whatever you do every day, do it with Jesus because he has provided the amazing ending that will lift your head above the challenges and provide you with the amazing hope of heaven and being with him forever. Let me just pray as we close. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you have defeated death. Thank you that you have won that victory for us. Thank you that you died on the cross. Thank you that you rose again, and thank you that you offer us this victory. Lord, I pray that this morning we would take that victory and claim it as our own, that we would know forgiveness from you, and that we would be able to focus on Jesus Christ to help us through all of the struggles and the challenges that we face every day. Lord, thank you for everything you've done for us. Help us to live a life that pleases you. And Lord, help us to find enormous comfort from the hope of being with you forever. In Jesus' name.